Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Steve Rosenblum, it's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It is indeed. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, taking up till 2 o'clock. We discussed a lot. We have not discussed the biggest outlay of money we've seen in a while. So we're going to do that now. We're going back to The Score's hotline, our guest line. And as usual, our score hotline is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome back to the show, Cody Westerland. Cody, how are you on this free agent holiday? I'm doing very well. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm vaccinated, caffeinated, animated, and in, in an hour I'll be self-medicated. That's the way <laughs> it works. So I'm... I'm the Bulls did what the Bulls did. Zach Levine said what he would do. The Bulls re-signed Zach Levine for $215 million. I want to pay that money to somebody who's going to get better. Much injured Zach Levine may or may not get better. Do you think he'll get better? And what do you think of what we saw coming? We knew they were going to do that. They finally did it. Now that it's a reality, what do you think of that move? I think the Bulls did what they needed to do there. I do think Zach Levine's going to get better. You called him often injured here, it felt like, or something along those lines. He's actually played quite a few games, around 82% of games since his ACL rehab um, in 2017 when the Bulls acquired him and he joined them the following year, got healthy and everything. So he's been pretty durable for this team, but being 27 years old and his work ethic, I do think he's going to get better. I think he has a higher ceiling on offense to get to, and I think that flashed actually a little bit more two years ago at times in early last season before that left knee became sore, um, ailed him quite a bit in the latter half of the season, and then he had to get surgery. But to me, this was a no-brainer for the Bulls, obviously a no-brainer for Zach Levine getting $215 million and being the go-to guy, but he's not yet 
a Giannis level. He's not a top 10 player in the NBA. He's not LeBron, obviously. So this is a max contract and a player who's really, really good. But I agree with you to the extent that just having Zach Levine on a max contract does nothing to make you a championship contender yet at the highest level. So that's why the Bulls got to build around him. And I think it's helpful, too, that they have a little roster balance with age now, Zach being 27, what, Lonzo Ball's 24 going on 25, and then a couple younger guys in Patrick Williams and, and Dale and Terry. So they have a little bit of roster balance with him right in the middle. Cody Westerland is my guest. He covers the Bulls for the score. That's the station you're listening to, and I appreciate that. Cody appreciates that. Um, I think I was, I, I think I maybe overstated the injury proneness, but when you're when you're a jumper the way he is and you're coming off knee surgery and then you have another knee injury and, and maybe it was a recency bias of just the question of how hurt was he? How much could he withstand? What was the, what kind of procedure would he need in the off season? How's he going to respond to that? I just think you're making that kind of investment and you're declaring, as you said, this is the guy we're building around that it's, you know, it seems easier to say, well, do I, let me ask you this, Cody. You want to build around Trey Young or you want to build around Zach Levine? I'm not even bringing Luca into this conversation because that then it's a route. But who do you yeah, build around? Yeah, I'm, I'm not as big of a Trey Young fan as, as other people are sometimes. I think I would – I don't know. He's so good at passing, but he's so terrible defensively that I don't think building around Trey Young – um, just small point guards like that, unless you're like Steph Curry and Steph's a lot better defense than Trey Young. It's just so hard in a playoff setting. So uh, that's a good question. I'd probably lean Zach a little bit, but that's the same dilemma, right? Wonderful mm-hmm. basketball players who aren't cream of the crop and aren't um, dominant elite two-way players. And, and that's why the Bulls got to get more two-way players everywhere else on the roster when you have someone like Zach Levine who's improved defensively, but he, he's not a defensive stopper. He's not changing the game defensively, and he is a max player now. So that's going to be the burden on him, and that's going to be the burden on him to even get better and more efficient offensively too, I think. Boston went to the NBA Finals, and now the Celtics have a real point guard, and the Bucks still have Giannis. And I don't know what Kevin Durant's going to do, whatever his – hurt little feelings dictate that he should do, but he could go to my, I don't know, Miami, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. And and I see the bulls still don't have a rim protector and they still don't have perimeter shooting. You can trust. And Lonzo ball has never stayed healthy. And until other proven otherwise, I won't think he will, which is an accommodation the bulls have to make the bulls haven't gotten better the east has which means the bulls have gotten worse am i wrong am i missing something is i know we're we're just early in this process but it's kind of scary to pay 250 million dollars and you're getting worse yeah i agree with you this team hasn't gotten better this offseason they they just haven't the they're going to come and management and coaching staff's going to tell you well hey, you know, we'll be better when we're fully healthy and completely agree that the Bulls were going to win 50 games last year if they had um, their best players stay healthy for, for more than they did. And that's reachable probably, but that is the best case scenario, right? When you're not fortifying the rest of your roster. And I, I, I put the Zach Levine $215 million separate of everything else, right? Like that had to do, you can't let someone like him walk for nothing. My... 
my point with the Bulls here and, and what I'm disappointed in is they've, they've gotten no stylistic versatility in how they can play added this offseason, right? Signing Andre Drummond is fine. Like, I mean, that's a $3 million a year contract, $3.5 million. No big deal. Like, it's not setting you back. But he can't defend the rim, and he can't defend the pick-and-roll game, which is what so many teams use in the NBA. And you're just not getting better in your choices of what you can do and how you can play. So that's really disappointing that rim protection and big man um, pick-and-roll defense is just as much of a problem and probably going to be more of a problem than it was before moving forward. So bringing Derek Jones Jr. back again, that's fine. But we know what he is. We know how he fits, and he can't shoot very well whatsoever at all, and the Bulls still need shooting. So I just don't understand... I really don't understand this offseason altogether for them. I just think they should have used the full mid-level exception and, and targeted some other players. Someone like maybe a Kyle Anderson is a wing guy who can do a lot of things well with the ball. You got Dante DiVincenzo went to the Warriors. I think he would have been interesting for the Bulls to pay a little bit more and try to pursue. And it takes two to tango. We know that. But I, I just think I would have done um, some things differently than, than what they've done. I would not have given Andre Drummond any part of the mid-level exception. To me, he's just a minimum player, and that cuts into what you can use for for other guys with the mid-level exception. So I'm kind of confused. They're going to cite continuity and roll it back out there, and it seems like they're going to have a record um, around what they were last year, if I had to guess. And they they haven't done anything to get in the top four of the East, in my opinion, at this point. My guest is Cody Westerland. He covers the Bulls for The Score. That's the radio station you're listening to now. You brought up continuity. I'd written that down, and I thought... You know what? That is, and I realize I'm a cynic, but that's AK's word for we're out of ideas, nobody wants Vooch, we're out of money, (laughs) and we're out of draft picks. Continuity is the only, that's the only answer. Now, if they can find a way to trade Vooch, that would be outstanding. But I don't know how that happens, but... Your, their only choice is continuity, isn't it? Isn't that the, the, isn't that where they've traded and signed themselves into? Isn't that that corner? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's how it's going to be probably the next two years with DeMar DeRozan under contract before you really roll over some stuff. I guess Vooch has one year left on his deal, so maybe that's a little bit more flexibility next year. But you're kind of locked into DeMar's timeline right now. And as far as big moves, obviously... They're not going to move him or anything here anytime soon. So I'm with you. I mean, that's what happens when you give away first-round draft picks like Candy, which they were doing for a little bit um, there last year, and you put yourselves in that position. But I still think there were, like, options, right? Like, Isaiah Hartenstein signed with the Knicks, and no one really knows who he is, but he was a backup center for the Clippers who um, is a good rim protector, moves pretty well, gives you a little bit of a lob threat. And has some ball skills around the hoop. Not like a step out and knock down shooter or anything. But he's got a few ball skills. Like you could offer to him, I think, two and twenty million, two and twenty-two, and seeing if he takes it in Chicago. And right there you have stylistic versatility. You got a guy who can switch in the pick and roll, defend the rim better. You have a different option in games when teams are tearing Vooch up in the pick and roll if there's something like that. And Vooch is still the centerpiece. Like no one's feelings are hurt there. You still run the offense through him, still the starter. Um but the Bulls just didn't choose to do that. So the, it, it's not any one individual to me that they missed on. It's just that they have not really added a single role player yet 
that helps them in any way that matters whatsoever in free agency. And now we're kind of winding down on the choices of what's left. And they have one roster spot left and are $3 million under the tax. So it's just confusing in that regard. And again, they're just... They're going to put so much, you know, pressure and burden on Lonzo's knee health, Zach and that max contract, even ascending to a higher level. And can DeMar do what he did last year, basically, which I would expect him to have a little bit of a downturn in production, but still be pretty darn good. And there's no clarity on where Lonzo Ball's health stands, is there? No, I mean, their goal is the next two and a half months solve the problem, right? But it sounds like it's the bone bruise that's the problem from everything we've heard. Like the meniscus yeah. tear surgery went as hoped to address that, but the deep bone bruise that gives him pain and limits his mobility and prevented him from coming back late in the year is still giving him problems. And it was it was eye-opening when Mark Eversley was asked, you know, if the Bulls had a regular season game tomorrow or a playoff game tomorrow, would Lonzo <laughs> be playing? And he goes, well, I'd have to ask the training staff because, again, if... <laughs> If, if the answer was yes, he would have been like, hell yeah, hell yeah, he'll be out there. But that's not the answer right now. So, uh, I mean, it was concerning when the season ended in late April and we're two months removed from that, and it's still concerning. And he just means so much to that team because Lonzo is the best two-way player for the Bulls when you're talking about someone who's above average offensively and defensively for his role. And he just connects them and gets them out in transition in a way that they just can't when he's not healthy. So... That is, that's a big concern, too, for the Bulls. Cody, before I let you go, and I appreciate you taking time this holiday weekend for me, you got $3 million, you're the Bulls. You, go, you Cody Westerland, get to go spend it. Who's the best shooter out there? Who's the best three-point shooter, and would you make that deal? Well, I mean, T.J. Warren's probably the guy you're looking at, has had serious injuries for the last two years, but... I think no, as fit a, right in then, wouldn't he? I, I think as of 40 minutes ago, he was still a free agent, <laughs> at least from what I was looking at. So uh, that'd be an option. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's a, a good three-point shooter still at this point in his career. I think that would be weird maybe for him to come to Chicago, given his previous ties and flirtations with the team and now a different role. But, like, he's a good three-point shooter. Caleb Martin, I believe, still out there. Uh, a guy that knocked down, I think, over 40 41% of his threes last year for for the heat so there are still options but like you're not getting like caleb martin on three million i don't know what you're getting some of these guys with but it's worth noting the bulls still have seven or eight million left on the mid-level exception so they could offer a starting salary of over seven million to some of these guys and put them on a multi-year deal off that if they wanted but then you're paying the luxury tax right like then the bulls are three or four million dollars over the luxury tax which when you add the penalty of that is basically $1.50 on every dollar you spend over, you're looking at a $10 million bill all of a sudden extra. You know what I mean? So that's why fans are going to get really worked up, I think, if the Bulls don't spend all of their mid-level exception and they'll want the Bulls to go over the luxury tax. That's the way you want your ownership to operate. I just don't expect the Reinsdorfs to do that at this point because – They've only done it, I think, once in history, and that was for a championship contender with Derrick Rose. Maybe they've done it twice, but it's not often, um, certainly. And they ducked the tax one year when they knew they weren't going to be a championship team because of a D-Rose injury. And, like, is this a championship team? No, I don't think so right now by any stretch of the imagination. This team needs to try to win a first-round playoff series. And they didn't do that last year, and they haven't gotten better this offseason yet to do that. So they're banking on health and um, – 
Hopefully for the Bulls, it would be nice for, for fans if they use that last $7 million on a good player to help them. But we'll just have to wait and see, I feel like, because um, it doesn't seem like they're real active at this exact moment being tied to some of these guys. Well, aren't you just making everybody's weekend a happy one? Well, I just, hey, the I Bulls know. could have fired it up and, and got people going with a couple yeah, other moves, true. but... You know, I gotta you say, gotta... I gotta say this. As much as I, 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 I share your, your lack of hope in this whole thing. They keep getting worse because the rest of the East gets better. I gotta give Vooch this. He reads the room. For oh, those yeah. of you who missed it, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out an S an ESPN story on the trade that sent Utah Jazz star Rudy Gobert. You know, rumored to be coming to the Bulls. Rudy Gobert going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Vooch retweeted it with a comment. Glad my offer on the house I found in Salt Lake City got rejected then. He, he's so good. He, <laughs> yes, he is. He's he, so much better at that than the pick and roll. Yeah, the, I mean, the one-liners are great. Like, during the season, there was one time, I mean, he had like a 22-13 and 13 game or something and shot 70% from the field. And you know the Twitter accounts, like, have like 14 qualifiers. And it's like, Vooch is the first player in NBA history to go for 23 13, three steals, over 79% shooting with at least 10 free throws. And like, this gets read off to him. And he's like, that means nothing to me. Like, I, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand what you just said. And that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I just go for 20 and 10. And I did that tonight. Like his, his sense of humor is absolutely wonderful. And everyone loves him on the team and he'll be important next year too. Um, He's a big part of that continuity. I mean, he's the piece that could have probably been, I shouldn't say could have been moved, but a piece that was logical to be moved if the Bulls wanted to do something that wasn't earth-shattering but still was um, a big deal, and and they brought him back. So running it back with Zach, Damar, and, and Vooch as the lead guys there for the Bulls. I, I needed I needed Vooch to say that is what you just said is the most insanely idiotic thing I have ever heard. That that <laughs> was no kind of paraphrasing. What in no time in your rambling discourse did you come close to making a point? Yeah, exactly. Everyone in the room is now dumber for having heard that. I awarded you no points and may he God have mercy on you. should just quote tweet the next time uh, a tweet with that with that video. That would be amazing. Yes. All right. Tell them that. At least make them entertaining on Twitter, if not on the pick and roll. Cody, thanks for your time. Thanks for for coming on today. You have a good rest of the show and uh, happy holiday weekend. You too. Cody Westerlin of The Score covers the Bulls. That's that. Um, I had um, still some more um, stuff I had on League of Their Own. And I want to... I want to get to that. And I had a couple other things, a couple other stories to share. And as well, inside the clubhouse with um, Bruce Levine and David Haw, they did an interview with Chris Getz, um, the White Sox, um, a muckamuck with the White Sox. And many subjects were covered. Players you've heard of, players you want to see, players the manager wouldn't let you see because he's a stubborn ass. And also, the rule changes that are coming to baseball, like it or not. So I think we'll bring Chris, Chris Getz back. But first, I've got stuff and things. And nothing's more fun than stuff and things, including who's going to be doing the Tom Hanks role in the new League of Their Own streaming series. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. 
I don't suck as much as Vooch on the pick and roll, but I'm trying to get there. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 Score. Steve Rosenblum, it's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Damn right. Steve Rosenblum here, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I suck so you don't have to. The opposite of sucking would be Max Scherzer. He's rehabbing. And the story in baseball goes like this. Major leaguer goes down to the minor leagues, make a rehab appearance. You, you know, get him a better post-game spread than a cheese sandwich. And we've heard stories about how ball players have done that. I've never heard this story. Wednesday night, Max Scherzer went above and beyond. This is from Fox Sports. He shelled out big cash Pat, a big cash for a locker room feast that included bone-in ribeye, filet mignon, and lobster. The approximate dollar figure for the post-game spread was upward of seven grand. Now, I, you know what? It makes no difference that Max Scherzer gets what forty-three million dollars a year, and you're looking at seven grand. And it's it's not even tip money. It's like I I would take. I would, I would take his FDIC. I would take all that. Can I just have your your withholding for the year? No, that doesn't matter because I've known athletes who make millions upon millions and you'd think that they were living paycheck to paycheck and you weren't getting any of their money and that's the way that goes. So Scherzer goes to, and the minor leaguers, they get, you know, there's four to a, they live four to a closet. It's really an awful situation that baseball has. They live forward to a closet. and So when a major leaguer comes down, they look forward to this. Scherzer buys them <laughs> filet, ribeye, lobster, seven, $7,000. But he wasn't done. Fox story goes on. Scherzer also bought everyone AirPods. A source said, we walk in there and there's a clubby just handing out AirPods saying they're from Max. The opposite of what you see, the guy on the mound. What a wonderful move. I love that story. I also love Johnny Cueto getting a warm welcome in San Francisco. People, he was introduced and he's waving his socks cap in the dugout and waving over to the dugout and the Giants dugout where he pitched and won. And and the Cubs were deathly afraid that Cueto... (laughs) Mickey Montero's Grand Slam saved him from Cueto in Game 5. Nobody nobody wanted to see that then. And Johnny Cueto of the Sox got that wonderful ovation. And by the way, Sox fans, that was a real highlight. The fact that you won because Leary Garcia got a hit means that Tony will never take him out of the lineup and your season sucks from now on. It's just going to go back into the toilet because that's what Tony does. Tony's here for you to hate. So imagine... You know what? You know who I think of with this? This next story, I think of not Lori Lightfoot because it involves a mayor, but I think of Mark Grody, my erstwhile radio partner, and I think of Matt Spiegel. And Zach Zaidman does too many games now as play-by-play to count in my little vision of this. But you get to call a game. I know for, for, for Mark and for Spiegs, they were... They were thrilled. They got the opportunity to call a baseball game on Themthar Radio, on this this here radio waves. 
And Spiegel always pointed to his games as the turning point in the season. And who is to disabuse him of that knowledge? Because you understand he's a musician and God knows when the mushrooms take hold. But this is a story for the ages that involves the Saint, the Lake Elsinore storm. And they gave the mayor a chance to call play-by-play. Look, it's, a, it's an A-team, right? That's what, that's what you do. The mayor apparently had long discussed the idea joining the booth for an inning. And the <clears throat> Mayor Sheridan was a former high school football radio broadcaster on WZZZ in Fulton, New York, near Syracuse. So I'm sure that he knows Danny, <clears throat> Danny Parkins. So he wanted a chance to call his favorite sport. And the Lake Elsinore Storm gave him that chance. They gave him a day's notice. He wouldn't call an inning. He'd have to... He'd, he'd get to call the entire game. Now he brought his he brought with him a way to pay homage to his his heroes, New York announcers and certainly LA Dodger great Vin Scully, and but Mel Allen, Mel Allen and Vin Scully first of all. So the homage to Scully was the one that all of us who listen to Dodger games heard all the time. A very pleasant good evening to you wherever you may be. The Lake Elsinore storm with the mayor at the mic threw a combined no-hitter. Garrett Hawkins spun seven perfect innings. Alan Mundo tacked on the final two, a 15-0 win. The first no-hitter in the history of the Lake Elsinore storm. And again, stories crawling back on themselves. Garrett Garrett Hawkins... The starter who went seven innings in the perfect in the he threw seven perfect innings. Mundo was the one who allowed a base runner but not a hit. Garrett Hawkins is Canadian, which means he threw it on Canada Day. Friday, July first was Canada Day. And the Canadian was part of the combined no hitter. And the mayor is calling this. The mayor gets a chance. I don't want to no, I'm not bringing up Lori Lightfoot. He, Whatever Sox broadcast she might be on, I'm not doing that. Anyways, I just love that story. I thought that was just terrific. There he is. Yeah, we're going to give you the game. Why don't you take the game? We're a minor league team. You take the game. Go ahead. Do that. And here is a combined no-hitter. So as long as we were talking movies, I want to get back to something that I uh, did not give full credit to uh, when I had Shakia Taylor on. And I was talking about some of the stuff from A League of Their Own. And she mentioned Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch was portrayed by Megan Cavanaugh, Chicago girl. She's a local girl. She's a local girl who went to school with some pretty good people, including Kathy, I mean, went, went to, went from the Southwest, South side, Southwest side. Where did she go? I'm, I'm lost at the exact Oak Forest, Oak, Oak Park, Oak Forest, Forest Park. That's the area. The athletics sent a rider down there to Houston, and they they went to the batting cages and they went through her scrapbooks. Marla Hooch, what a hitter! And Megan Cavanaugh shared a lot of stuff. It's a wonderful story on the Athletic. It is a if you have the subscription, you go find Daniel Brown writing about mighty Marla Hooch, um, who is the hitter. And one of the great scenes in that movie 
Megan Cavanaugh, was in that gym. That's how she auditioned. She auditioned in that gym where she was rocketing balls all around. And they wanted, and she was, she knew she would get an audition and she'd have to hit and swing and do all that stuff. And they were going to, Penny Marshall said, well, well, we'll use a double. We'll use somebody. And she said, no, I practice for this. I can do this. In fact, she's a switch hitter. Megan Cavanaugh gets in there, doesn't miss a pitch. She <laughs> rattles every wall. And that's how she got the part. That was that. And one of the best scenes was when she did that in the movie. And John Lovitz's character, Ernie Cappadino, the... The scout, they go to get on the bus, and Marla is not on the bus. And Dottie and Kit say, well, yeah, she's, did you see her hit? She's, and I think uh, John Lovitz's line is, General Omar Bradley. And I go, yeah. And he says, she bears a striking resemblance. And Dottie Hinson and Kit Hinson dropped their bag, or Dottie has, no, Kit, whatever. Dottie and Kit dropped their luggage, said, we're not leaving. We're not getting on the bus if she doesn't get on the bus. So that's how Marla Hooch's character made it. And then she tells stories about Madonna. It's a, it's a wonderful story for those of you like me who love the movie, who love that character, who love everything about the women and the stories that were told and the stories that are now being told the Rockford Peaches and this celebrating this weekend out in Rockford. Uh, we talked to Shaquille Taylor, Taylor about, it was just, I love that. And I wanted to give the athletic proper credit for providing a lot of the information, especially the interview with Megan Cavanaugh, local girl talking about it, talking about Marla Hooch and still, still gets noticed. The series, a league of their own will become a streaming series and they needed their, their casting, women to play baseball, of course, and they needed a manager. And Tom Hanks was obviously famously saying there's no crying in baseball. And he was, he was hack Wilson. He was, he was drunk and he, they're paying off his debts and they're letting him drink and just show up and do whatever it is you do. And, and he's trying to manage the team. They needed that guy. And speaking of Chicago, they got one of the all time great actors in a spot like this, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is going to play that version. It won't be, he won't be Jimmy. I think that was a Nick. Why am I blowing the name? But Jimmy is, uh, Nick Offerman is going to play the role of the manager in that series. And I, Jimmy Dugan, one, you got it, Steve. Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan, yeah. Okay, thank you, Caesar. I, for one, am here for every bit of Nick Offerman doing anything. What a life. He gets Parks and Rec. He gets to do the the ultimate manly man mustache kind of role with carving kayaks and holding guns and having some of the best lines. And he's married to Megan Mullally. Oh, my God. And now he's going to be in the streaming version. He'll be the manager in the streaming version of A League of Their Own. This just keeps getting better. All right, I am going to take a break. I will be back, and I will walk you up. I will thank people, and we'll talk about the Chris Getz interview that Bruce Levine and David Hawn did on Inside the Clubhouse earlier today. Thanks for listening. 
Have a safe holiday. Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 